0: Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. Best of on 77 WABC. Welcome back to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Our next guest is Julie Kelly. No reporter has covered better or more energetically the outrages of January 6th and the hundreds of political prisoners taken by the Marxist Dems, and they're still being rounded up, by the way. Speaker Johnson is releasing all of the 44,000 videos that record what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Julie, great to have you here. What do you think of these videos? What will they reveal about the Marxist Dems, the Biden regime, and the role of our government, and what happened on that day?
1: Well, I think, you know, this video that has been released is just the beginning of the dam breaking on the prevailing January 6th carefully crafted stagecraft, I guess you could say, of January 6th that was created by not just the January 6th committee, but of course the Department of Justice, Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, and the corporate national news media that this was a deadly violent insurrection incited by Donald Trump. Uh, that almost resulted in the overthrowing of our democracy, whatever that means. So now people for the first time, of course, I've seen a lot of this video, but the American public are seeing for the first time videos of people peacefully walking around the building with police standing by. They're seeing police standing by open doors as dozens if not hundreds of protesters stream into the building unimpeded, fist bumping and chatting with police. There's a lot more of that video, by the way, that that will be forthcoming, Um, but also just questionable things as to why someone who is accused of assaulting police officers and carrying a knife. Why is he let go after being handcuffed and detained and you see him fist bumping someone who looks like an undercover police officer? So just so many more questions raised uh, by these videos and just overall, the American people want the truth. And the Democrats, the J-6 committee, Joe Biden, and the DOJ certainly do not want the truth to be told.
0: It's really that straightforward. Uh, Everybody's looking for the truth. uh, And now we're going to have it because of uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, actually getting these videos out uh, in a meaningful way uh, so that people will at some point have the story. But as we look at this January 6th committee, it is is without question— what we claimed it was at the time, a, a Stalinist uh, agiprop uh, pretending uh, that it was seeking justice against uh, the nefarious uh, patriots who were just simply celebrating with Donald Trump. I, I love this. The, the people who say, oh, no, that was insurrection. That was terrible. And they haven't proved that in any single instance. And I don't care whether you're talking about the Proud Boys or the whatever. There was no one there that I can see that they established was trying to overthrow the federal government. Did I miss something?
1: No, not at all. No one was there to overthrow the government. Even those who were involved in sort of heated group chats beforehand, you know, talking about taking their government back or references to 1776, things like that. That were used as incriminating evidence not just free speech or guys you know blowing off steam about the election but as proof that say the proud boys plan to go to washington without weapons by the way uh and and storm congress and install donald trump or keep him in office as the president it's all absurd but the january 6th select committee of course had unlimited resources they hired a former abc news television producer to you know, animate all of their storylines. The final report solely fixated on the role of Donald Trump. The investigation, and there were even complaints by investigators tasked to the committee. There were complaints that uh, investigations into security and law enforcement failures were buried in an appendix in this report. Think about this, Lou. The January 6th Select Committee did not even interview FBI Director Christopher Wray. How can you have a legitimate investigation into what they call a domestic terror attack without sitting down with the FBI director, speaking directly to him and having him answer questions? That right there is a huge red flag that this was never a serious effort. It was to do two things, uh, blame the events of January 6th on Donald Trump and cover up many other aspects of January 6th, whether you wanna believe it's failures of security or intentionally leaving the Capitol insecure so you could have government and other actors, provocateurs, uh, uh, provoke the events of what happened that afternoon.
0: Well, you know, we can't settle the question, but we do have evidence that there was provocateurs at work, uh, whether it be the FBI, we know there were at least dozens. We can't put a number on it because we can't get hard evidence as to the number, but we do know there were some, uh, and it looks like a great number of those uh, FBI agents there. Uh, we saw ghost bu- uh, uh, buses rolling in. Uh, we've And we've seen this technique before, obviously, used by the FBI. Uh, and other agencies, we know that there were uh, local police, uh, metropolitan or capital police undercover showing badges. It is disgusting when you see the video that shows those cops literally waving uh, those uh, those quote unquote rioters. Uh, and quote unquote insurrectionists into the into the capital, inviting them. They were they weren't simply not uh, p- putting up a barrier against them. They were inviting them into the Capitol.
1: They were, and there are many instances of seeing not just Capitol Police waving people in, but you could see them kind of leading them around. We saw this surveillance video when Tucker Carlson broadcast it related to Jacob Chansley, the so-called QAnon shaman. Mm -hmm. You see police officers who were speaking with Jacob right when he entered in that um, Senate uh, side door saying, you can protest. It has to be peaceful. Then they continue to lead him throughout various areas of the building. He, of course, entered the Senate chamber. They never attempted to arrest him. They never told him or anyone around him that they were breaking the law, that they weren't supposed to be there. Uh, they didn't attempt to arrest him, certainly, but they all waited until the event was over so they could continue this nationwide dragnet for January 6th defendants, which is going on to this day. They are still arresting people. We saw last week the armed FBI raid of Gregory Yetman in New Jersey, um, a man accused of spraying a uh, Police officers with pepper spray, which he didn't, I have this on my sub stack, the video totally contradicts that. So they're continuing to round up now, Lou, more than 1,200 Americans uh, in an effort to, of course, go after Donald Trump. His trial starts uh, on March 4th related to January 6th, but also to criminalize political dissent, shut down any questions about the 2020 election, and more importantly, warn people, If you protest, demonstrate, even attempt to investigate, file lawsuits, do anything about the 2024 election, this is what could happen to you. Right.
0: That was clearly a warning to every Republican, every conservative, every patriot, every Trump supporter don't come to your nation's capital because we will put you behind bars Uh, and we will frame you, we will do whatever is necessary, and we will have every left-wing Marxist judge over over uh, sentence you for every prosecutor who over uh, charges you and uh, the result will not be pleasant just ask those who remain in the dc gulags uh, it is outrageous and i can't talk about this without just my blood boiling uh, to think that uh, the way the marxist left that has taken over this government uh, is behaving uh, conducting themselves and and just shredding the constitution and the rights of 1,200 uh, U.S. citizens. Is there any hope that the American people understand what all of us who've covered any aspect of this story understand, which is the Marxist Dems control every department of the federal government. They control every agency of the federal government. Uh, and, and I don't know what to do. I can't find a solution to this because the courts are dominated by Marxist judges. The, the attorneys, uh, both representing and uh, prosecuting in this, are out of law schools where they have been indoctrinated by Marxists. How do we get to uh, to the just a, a simple recognition of the rights of these people who are imprisoned as prisoners of war of the left and do something about it? Because now it's gone on for just about three years and There's very little progress to show for asserting the Constitution and uh, getting these people out of this horrific gulag.
1: So number one, Lou, as I write on my substack, declassified with Julie Kelly, is that Republicans, and I've called for this for a long time, but now that they have power, they need to create their own January 6th committee. And they need to not just expose the cover-up, the concealment of evidence, the destruction of evidence, that the old House Democrat January 6th committee is responsible for releasing all the videos forcing these officials, whether it's Christopher Ray, Matthew Graves, the DCUS US attorney, um, Merrick Garland, others to publicly testify to defend their selective political prosecution of January 6th defendants, while at the same time completely memory holding the events that happened just a few months before January 6th, the months-long riots in Washington, D.C., that resulted in the destruction of federal property and assaults on federal police officers, same charges brought against January 6th defendants. But Lou, to your point, the real villains here, and I've said this over and over, and every time I'm in that D.C. courthouse, I have to pick my job off the floor. I cannot believe what I'm hearing from these judges. They are the villains. Congress needs to reclaim its constitutional authority over the federal judiciary. When was the last time a judge was impeached? I could name off six federal judges in Washington that should undergo impeachment proceedings for abusing their power in office, selectively prosecuting people and failing to uphold the oath of their office, which is to protect the rights of defendants against government overreach. Let me tell you a quick story, Lou, and it's not the kids out of law school. This is Judge Royce Lambert, a Reagan appointed judge who would rather die in office like Diane Feinstein than relinquish his tiny corner of power in Washington. He uses a walker. He can't get up and out of his chair without help. He's barely audible. People have to keep asking him to repeat himself. Last week, I said, during two days of jury selection for a man from Washington who faces numerous offenses for January 6th, Judge Lamberth, before the day jury selection started, told the man he was guilty, told him he was going to prison, didn't understand why he did not accept the government's plea deal, because others who had been charged on the same evidence were convicted and gone to jail. That's what he told a man we're supposed to presume is innocent until being proven guilty that is that is not what judges are supposed to do that's just one tiny egregious example on top of so many so the judges are the villains here and congress needs to do something about that
0: and they they can't uh, even if they bring the charges. Uh, the the rancidly corrupt uh, leadership of the U.S. Senate is not going to be impartial or unbiased. Uh, this is not a uh, the impeachment itself is not a solution uh, simply because it can't go very far. Uh, and I don't know how to overcome the, the takeover of our government by the Marxist Dems. For right now, they own every card, they've got every lever, and they've got every advantage don't they?
1: They do. Um, Congress does, aside from impeachment. And I would just like the process. Like they say about defendants, the process is the punishment. Well, let's put these judges you know, on trial. Let's put them before the American people and have them explain why they have a different set of pretrial detention rules for specific group of political prisoners, something that's never happened in American history before, but also they have the power of the purse. Lou, the Marxism in our country is located in three places, three power centers in Washington, the US Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia, the Washington FBI field office, and the DC federal court system. They need to defund all three of them. Any political trial investigation needs to be moved out of Washington, DC. You should not have a Washington FBI field office whose sole job we know has been to go after Donald Trump, his cabinet members, congressmen who are in support of him, his associates, now his voters. That That is the center of evil, are those three agencies. Washington should not have those three and we certainly should not be paying for Matthew Graves, a Biden appointee, the Democrat D.C. U.S. Attorney, to continue to this day round up American citizens, investigate them, prosecute them, put them on trial, and throw them in jail—that we federal taxpayers are paying for—I
0: couldn't agree with you more. And I and I, and as you talk about these judges. Uh, watching the judicial system, one of the most, uh, I, I, I think, uh, if it were not for the seriousness of it, the the New York judge in charge of the civil trial going after the Trump organization, uh, his the president's attorneys move for a mistrial. And guess who decides whether or not there's been a mistrial? It's Judge Engeron, Arthur Engeron, the judge presiding over that case, is going to decide impartially, I'm sure, uh, what the, the outcome will be. Let me just read a couple of words. Uh, judge Arthur Ingraham said he was refusing to even allow arguments on the mistrial motion because the premises of the motion, in his uh, august judgment, were flawed and it would be, quote, futile. The judge described Trump's rationale for halting the trial to be. Uh, disingenuous, quote, uh, quote, bad faith, and quote, nonsensical. Now, that sounds like a man that's being absolutely impartial, doesn't it? I I mean, this is madness we're watching unfold. We are a nation in deep, deep trouble. We always give our guests the last word, or usually we do that, and certainly for you, Julie, we do. Your concluding thoughts.
1: Well, Lou, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All of my work and coverage uh, can be found at my Substack, Declassified with Julie Kelly. I also write for Real Clear Investigations, which is um, part of Real Clear Politics. I'm on Twitter slash X a lot, Julie underscore Kelly, too, where I cover a lot of breaking news on all these court proceedings and Truth social Julie underscore Kelly.
0: And I think uh, we can recommend you highly to no matter the platform or the outlet uh, you'll love everything that Julie Kelly does. Julie we thank you for being with us here today. Always great to talk uh, to talk with you and God bless you. You too Lou. Thanks Julie Kelly, one of the country's very best investigative reporters and here next we talk with another great American and journalist John Solomon. We'll be right back after these words, stay with us.